This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, good morning to you. Uh, you're here listening on Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Top of 23 today with a few morning showers. Uh, we spoke in about a couple of trial games, Tommy, yeah. Port Adelaide and the Crows, but we're going to speak to a man who is extremely busy at the moment, mm. trying to cover as many games as possible over in Victoria. And Jizzy does a good job because he's in-depth analysis oh. of, of what's happened and he's going to share a few pointers with us. I think he's been to about three games over the last two days. And I'm speaking of Josh Gabalich, AFL.com's journalist, uh, doing fantastic work over there. Welcome this morning, Josh. Hello, boys. Good to be with you. Good now to you... see some, some footy finally. I've watched a lot of footy training in the last... Mm. Two, three months. You're across everything, mate. Before um, we get under it, Josh, what impresses me about you is um, over the summer when there is bugger all going on, you've got to churn out the podcast for afl.com.au and you guys seem to come up with a topic every time uh, for each day. What is the creative process there for um, pumping that out? I always think there's something going on, whether there's something coming back from injury, a new face. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, there's always – I like footy 12 months a year. I'm one of those strange wow. people. And a lot of other people in the industry probably don't like coming down to pre-season training in December. But I like a, a time trial. There's, a, there's always something going on. <laughs> I always something to talk about. Yeah, the time trials are the most riveting, of course. And so you've been across uh, the last couple of days uh, a few games. What was your, one of your biggest takeaways from the Carlton-Collingwood one? The big one, I think, is Tom DeConing there. I mean, there weren't many four-quarter standout performances at that game, but Tom DeConing's obviously one that we're going to talk about throughout the year, given his contract status mm. and how many clubs are going to be interested in this guy. And his start to the game was amazing. Took a huge clunk, kicked a big goal. And I still don't know exactly where his best spot is. I mean, Michael Voss, I've spoken to across the summer, and he's unclear exactly where he sort of fits in. Obviously, when Mark Pitnett's up and going, he's been the number one ruckman, and... They've obviously got the past two Colour medal winners. So it's unclear exactly where De Koning fits in. But yesterday, he sort of spent most of the time in the ruck with Pitnet playing in the second game and, and moved forward at different times. So I still don't know if he can play Silvani, Pitnet and De Koning in the same team. So we'll get a better sense next week with another practice match. But he looked really good yesterday and just looks like someone who's gone on another level across the summer. And he's going to be one we're going to talk about a lot this year, like Cozzy Pickett, because they're in demand at the moment. Uh, Jesse Motlop heard good things about his game. He's uh, looked like he's had a, a big summer and, and looking pretty lively down in that forward line. Yeah, definitely, Bryce. I mean, he's someone who he's he spent a bit more time training as a midfielder across the summer and, and looked good in there as well. But he just, he's a pro. I mean, everything you hear about Jesse Motlop is he's really diligent in his preparation for someone so young and. He looks like someone who's ready to go and, and, and play every week now, which which is really exciting. He showed some things yesterday that, that just showed the probably the benefit of doing a full preseason, another one. So I really liked his game. Josh, how much do you re- read into? Obviously, every year we we get excited because we're watching a bit of footy, and uh, often the preseason results have really no bearing on on what happens in this season. How much do you sort of read into the form? that you see happening now? Because it's obviously not great when you have a team flog another one, but do you read much into that? It's a challenge, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you can't get too carried away with team performances at this time of year because they come back to burn you. I kind of look at more of the individuals that are out there and 
I think what we're seeing now with just the two practice matches is teams are using essentially full strength sides. There yeah. aren't too many players that were managed across the past couple of days. And I mean, I was out at Geelong on, on Thursday night and they picked 19 premiership players. The only ones that didn't play were, were ones that were that are injured at the moment in Mitch Duncan and Gary Rowan and, and Tom Hawkins. So I think sides are, are taking it a lot more seriously than in the past. But yeah, I don't get too carried away by team performances, but you can you can gain a lot just by the way some individuals play straight up. So let's just talk about a couple of guys from the Pies then. Uh, they're new recruits, so I think there's four of them. They all did bits and pieces over that game as well. Talking Mitchell, Frampton, Bobby Hill and McStay. McStay looks like he's uh, settled into that forward line pretty well. I think McStay was the pick of them. Uh, just the way he, he, he took a couple of really big clunks. And no Brody, Brody Majek yesterday got a little bit of a back issue at the moment. But next day, I mean, there's been so much talk about his worth and, and, and what Collingwood had to pay to get him out of Brisbane. And I think in, in a small sample size across the last month in match sim, the intra-club, and then yesterday, you've just sort of seen what he can add in terms of a big presence inside 50. I reckon he took four, maybe five contested marks, kicked a couple of goals, gave off a couple of goals. So he was really good. Bobby Hill was the other one that was the most impressive of the four. I mean, with no Jack Ginevan the first two rounds, I think they're competing for the same spot, talking to a lot of Collingwood people, and mm. it's going to be difficult for Jack Ginevan to get that spot back, given the way Bobby Hill's performed across the whole preseason, literally from the, the day he turned up in December until his performance yesterday was, was really strong. Played more as a, a high half forward, so you can probably play, play both of them in the same team, but he was really strong. Billy Frampton is one that's been spoken about a, a little bit lately, because he's really rocketed into round one calculations across the past month mm. or two. He had the tough challenge yesterday on Harry Mackay. I don't know if you two saw any of that game, but Mackay kicked three in the first yeah. quarter and, and, and ragged him a couple of times. And But having said that, Frampton still had a couple of really good moments in that quarter and across the game that, that just showed that he's probably worth persevering with. But he's in a battle with Nathan Murphy for a spot in that back six. So still, I think all, all four of them might feature in round one. I mean, Tom Mitchell is obviously a lock, but... He was probably the, the quietest of the four, but he's obviously got the runs on the board. So let's move on to the Cats and Hawks game. You mentioned that Geelong played uh, a lot of their premiership players, and, and there's certainly there's no signs of a premiership hangover in this outfit. They look pretty impressive. Absolutely. I mean, I, the story out of Geelong on, on Thursday night wasn't the players that we have become accustomed to looking at in the Geelong Colors. It was the new players. I mean... Think back to October and, and Andrew Mackey, the ability to go and get three former first-round picks three weeks after they won the Premiership was remarkable. And at the time, I think a lot of people were wondering, how would they fit straight away into this team? Because they're all young. They are all have been in and out of their respective sides in the past 12 months. But I think heading in around one, you can pencil Ollie Henry in. He was he was sensational against Hawthorne. Kicked four goals with, with no Tom Hawkins at the moment and potentially across mm. the first week. Or two, and, and you just don't know with, with a footy shoot. They might just hold him back a little bit, given it's a long year. But Ollie Henry, he probably could have kicked six or seven. He was he was that good. He was amazing. And it was the Henry show for quite a while. They're, they're using Jack Henry in attack alongside Jeremy Cameron, who kicked four. But I think Ollie Henry was the big talking point. And the fact that Collingwood didn't want to lose him, and they were right down the deadline, though. They did not want to lose Ollie Henry, given they used pick 17 on him only a couple of years ago. Geelong plays Collingwood in the first Friday night game of the season. So there's a little bit of symmetry there. And it wasn't just Ollie Henry. It was, it was Tanner Bruin and, and Jack Bowes who were both, they were both really impressive, especially in the first half when 
both sides are at their strongest. They're both really impressive. So I don't know where they fit in terms of round one, but obviously Joel Selwood is no longer at the club. Mitch Duncan, there's a bit of a question mark on his fitness. So there could be two spots available, and they, they could be the two that come in. Yeah, Geelong certainly don't need any more uh, good luck headed their way this year. I think they had about five years worth <laughs> during the trade period last year. Josh, just a quick one before we move on to the Saints in Melbourne. Um, Hawthorne, where do you do you see them sort of uh, bottom two this year? I think, yeah, I think they're a bottom four side, just given all the experience that they lost last year. And this is a little bit by design. I mean, they've gone really heavy in the first two rounds of the draft in the past couple of years and, and I think if you're assessing Hawthorne this year it's it's, just, it's not just about how many wins they have I, I think you really look at how many games they can get into all those players they've recruited in the past three or four years the Cam McKenzie's Josh Weddles mm. Josh Wards Sam Butler uh, even the Will Day who we haven't seen too much of just yet because of injury across his first three years they're using him now as an inside midfielder and on the wing again and, and he was probably a, a bit of a shining light on, on Thursday night not across the four quarters, but just in different moments. He looked really good as an inside mid. CJ's another one who, I mean, for as exciting as he's been, he's never played more than 14 games in a season. He's just had niggles and he didn't play on, on Thursday night. Came out with a calf issue, which is a little bit of a concern. But if they can get 15 to 20 games into all those players, they're going to be in a much better position in 12 months' time. And that's a big focus for them this year. Denver Granger Brass is another one who wasn't in the strongest side. He came on in the second half, but he's probably someone that, as a Almost six, uh, pick six. They're mm. looking to get a lot more out of him this year. So they just need to get a lot of games into their youth. Josh, yeah, there certainly uh, is a plethora of, of young players there for Hawthorne to work with. So they just need, as Sam Mitchell was saying, they just need to get a, a few more years uh, into them. So that buys him a little bit of time pressure-wise. Josh, our producer is gesturing that we need to get an ad break away uh, to get us in time to clock out. But thank you very much. That was a very comprehensive uh, review of, the, of those two games. And we look forward to having you on again, mate, if that's okay. Absolutely, guys. No dramas. Happy to chat. Thank you very much. That's Josh Gablich there from afl.com.au. Bryce, it's been a big show. We've covered some uh, controversial things, and we're going to wrap it all up next. We're coming to you from Studio Lumo uh, SA, powered by Lumo Energy. It's a top of 24 degrees today.